Are you ready to elevate your doula business to the next level? I want to introduce you to the ultimate guide to crafting your kick-ass doula packages. Whether you're a seasoned doula looking to refresh your offerings or just starting out in the field, this free guide is your roadmap to success. In this guide, you'll find strategies to tailor your services for your clients, ways to make the prices sustainable for you and something that you feel really great about, and different creative ways to make your doula packages unique to you and not just the same as everybody else's in the industry. This is a free guide and you can download it right now. Head over to hurrahdoulaservices.com slash doula packages to get your copy today. Hello, welcome to Kaylee Daily, the bi-weekly podcast about um, doula tips and tits. I am Kaylee Harad, your host. Um, I'm a birth doula, postpartum doula, childbirth educator, mom, wife, um, sister, friend, all of those things. Um, and I come to this podcast to give you answers to some of the most frequently heard questions from my clients, my students. Um, and so we chat about all different sorts of things about fertility, pregnancy, postpartum, lactation, and birth. So um, obviously not in that particular order. <laughs> so today's question is a lactation slash postpartum question um, that I get all the time. And so we're going to dive into it a little bit. Now, um, <clears throat> if you've been around for any length of time, you know that I do um, usually have caveats and nuances in the questions that I answer because that's just how this work is. Um, people are different, you know, so the experience is different. Babies are different, all of that. So um, just expect that. Also, I am not your medical provider. And so um, go to your medical provider for questions about your own health the health of your kiddo, um, and this is for information and education only, so um, please use it as such. So today's question is, how will I know if my baby is getting enough food if they're feeding at the breast or chest, okay? So um, one of the things that can be really daunting when you have a new little one is that if you are choosing human milk, if you're feeding from your body, you don't know how much is coming out, right? You just generally don't see like a measuring. I almost wish we had like a super full and like less full and even less full. And, you know, wouldn't that be nice? A little gauge that we can watch. Um, but we do not have that, sadly. And we also don't have x-ray vision to be able to see like, oh, yeah, I had exactly two and a half ounces. And now my baby has had that, right? Now, there are some ways to know what your baby ate during a feeding, like a weighted feed and things like that. However, that's not what we're talking about today. And it's not necessary for most healthy babies. Okay. So we're going to start with like the very first day. So you just gave birth, right? Or you um, just started lactation and you're like, how do I know that my kid is getting anything? Because maybe I don't feel like I have anything. Like I'm not engorged yet. I don't think my milk has come in, you know, which is sort of a misnomer, but still. Um, and I'm not convinced 
that there's colostrum or that my kiddo is actually even getting colostrum. So a few things that you will notice in the 24 to 48 hours after you give birth. Some of those things are your baby's weight is being tracked. Now, if you're at a hospital, that's being tracked by the nurses. If you're at a birth center, it's usually being tracked while you're there and then with a follow-up visit the next day. If you have a home birth, the same thing, that you're seeing your provider typically the day after you gave birth as well as the day you gave birth so that they're looking at the difference in their weight. So that's one thing. Looking at weight loss, um, how much was lost. It's normal for a baby to have a little bit of weight loss. Um, up to 10% is considered normal. Um, and so that's one of the things that's being looked at to see if baby's doing well and getting enough food. The other thing is, well, and so back to weight for a minute. Um, we typically see that in the first two to four days, a baby's weight goes down and then should start to come back up. So by day four or five, you should see that it's evening and then swinging back up towards birth weight again, right? So that's the trend that we're looking for to know that your milk has increased, that like, you know, calories have increased, that they're robustly eating, getting sufficient amounts, amount of nutrients and milk. Um, the other thing is that you're going to be given some kind of instructions around watching diapers. Now, diaper counting is really relatively short-lived. However, for a long time, you can tell a lot by the consistency and the frequency of diapers for a, for a baby. That's one of the best ways to see like hydration, for instance, right? Is like, does their pee look normal? Is it super smelly or dark or crystallized? All of those are signs of dehydration, right? Um, but in the early days, you're looking for one poopy and one pee in that first day, two of each the second day, three of each the third day. <laughs> Usually by the fourth day, you're getting closer to five or six. Um, now, in the early days, oftentimes the diaper is both poopy and pit filled with pee. Um, but not always. It, again, depends on the kid. So when I say like one of each, for instance, that first day, I would say my first day with my oldest kid, we maybe changed like nine diapers. It might have been that we weren't that good at it. Well, I mean, I'll just throw my husband under the bus. He didn't have a lot of diaper changing experience. And so um, I don't mean that all babies only have one pee and one poop that first day or only two the second day. But that is the minimum that we're looking for to know their digestive system is being activated, that they are having something go through their system, that they're getting something from you. And again, reassuring in terms of how they're doing, their well-being, right? So um, <clears throat> those are some of the external metrics that help us see how they're doing in terms of milk. Now, um, you maybe have heard the term milk coming in. This is not exactly the question, but it goes along with <laughs> the question of how do you know if your baby's getting enough food, right? So um, your milk doesn't really come in as much as it transitions. So you start out in most cases with something called colostrum. It's very thick and sticky, kind of um, yellowish, usually like very, very, very dense in terms of nutrients, um, but low in terms of quantity. So it's not like ounces and ounces of it, right? It's small amounts. Babies get like little bits, okay? 
Then as the days go on in the postpartum period, usually between day one and day five, with the average being day three, you see a significant increase in volume. So your milk might look still a little bit yellowish at that point, but it will be much more liquidy, much thinner in consistency, and a higher amount of it is present. The other thing that happens during that time is your actual blood comes to the area to help with milk production. So some people feel significant swelling during that time as well. That's sometimes what we mistake for engorgement, or we talk about engorgement like it's kind of like water balloons that desperately need to be popped. But um, the reason that you don't have like 17 ounces of milk in there is in part because you do actually have swelling and an increased blood flow to the area to help that lactation process happen. So how we see that that's happening aside from how you feel. So sometimes it's really obvious because you're like leaking more or when you go to latch the baby, you can like feel a letdown happen, right? Um, but what we see in terms of the baby is that their poop transitions and that tells us they're eating something different, right? So um, in the first day to two days, sometimes three days, um, they have something called meconium that is like super thick black tar-like poop. It is real hard to clean. Um, very, very sticky and messy and usually high quantities. Okay. Then they transition to less sticky, slightly runnier, um, brownish, greenish poop. And then by about day five-ish, we expect for it to be more mustard yellow, really thin, and have what looks like sesame seeds in it. That's like a really healthy um, if they're having human milk only, so they're like exclusively breastfed. That is what we expect in terms of baby poop when they are getting plenty of milk and that milk supply has transitioned in a really robust way. Okay. So those are some external signs. The other thing is that you're in those weighings, your provider, either your, your midwife, your OB, and then the pediatrician, they are all going to be tracking if they think the baby's doing okay. So one of the things you might see, let's say your baby loses like 3%, right? 5%. And then they start gaining again. A baby that does that, and it's like exclusively fed at the at, at your breasts, right? Or your chest. Then um, in that upturn, usually a pediatrician will say, okay, well, then we want to see you in two weeks, right? Because we're not really concerned about your baby. The poop has changed. Their weight has started to come back up. Um, you have plenty of milk. They're eating well. There's no major issue. Like, we'll see you in two weeks. Let's say your baby loses 5%, but then they come to a, the pediatrician appointment. So in a situation where you're being seen by your provider who helped you give birth, then when you no longer are seen by that provider, you start being seen by a pediatrician. So in a hospital setting, you get discharged usually the next day or within like about 24 to 48 hours. You're seen by your pediatrician after coming home from that place. The same is also true at a birth center um, or at a home birth. Um, it depends a little bit on how your provider, like your midwife provider, is following up with you and doing care. Some of them do more newborn care than others. However, that third or fourth day, someone is going to be weighing the baby, right? If they kind of did that 5% dip at the hospital, and then on that fifth day, they've stayed the same. They're still 5% less. It's not overly concerning, but probably your provider is going to want you to come back in in like one or two days. 
to make sure that that starts to do an uptick. Or they're going to want you to see a lactation consultant to do a weighted feed so that you weigh the baby before they feed, then you feed them, then you weigh them again to see if they've gotten a significant feeding and getting getting a sense of what exactly they're getting because you, again, can't measure, right? The reason I want to break all of that down is that I think sometimes that question of how will I know if my baby is getting enough food comes from a place of fear, understandably, and also from a place of feeling like you're going to have to navigate that by yourself. So what I want to bring you is not only some tools of like things to look for, right? The, the diapers, um, the like possibly the engorgement or swelling of your, your body. Um, and then also the reassurance that you are not the one who's going to be gauging that by yourself. If you have medical providers on your team, they are watching for that and helping you gauge how to handle that. They're also helping you navigate what does it look like to supplement if you need to supplement and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Now, um, I will say just as an addition to this question today, um, one of my recommendations about the postpartum time is to have a IBCLC. So that is that is what an international board certified lactation consultant is called. That is the acronym of that. An IBCLC on your team in the postpartum time. Now, at this point, if you're in the U.S., most insurance plans do cover a couple of visits with an IBCLC after giving birth. So that's awesome. Um, if you are outside of the U.S., you'll have to check and see what does that look like in your healthcare system. Honestly, usually there's more access <laughs> um, than there is here because of our healthcare. So, um, so get a sense now before you need the help while you're pregnant. Who would you get help from? Okay. Now it might just be as simple as saying like, oh, in the DC area, there are like a hundred and something or more IBCLCs. This one lives near to me and takes my insurance. So that's who I'll call, right? And if you're in a more rural area or a smaller area, it might be a matter of like searching out who is around or who does telehealth or who is even an option for me. Um, some pediatric appoint, some pediatric offices have IBCLCs on staff. So that's also something to ask. Um, but definitely do that research now, because if you're in the throes of a breastfeeding or chest feeding challenge, it's going to be really hard to also research who you should call, um, where if you already have that name ready, you start having a challenge. No problem. You just call that person. Right. So if you're in a situation where the baby seems to not be getting enough milk or you're being recommended to supplement for any reason, I recommend having an IBCLC on your team to help make a feeding plan because sometimes the plan to supplement is really robust and the plan to stop supplementing when it's no longer needed is neglected. And so an IBCLC should help with both ends of that, where like how long does the baby need to be supplemented to what extent, like how do you increase your milk supply if that's the thing that's happening um, how do you help latch if that's the thing that's happening and helping with all of that in a more robust way is what an IBCLC will do. OK, along these lines, I have a brand new course coming. Um, I think it's going to be called 
postpartum, the shit no one tells you about. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's what I'm naming it, but don't hold me to that because I might change the name. Um, But keep an eye out for that. I will have a fun promo around it when it debuts. It's hopefully coming at the end of March 2022. So if you're listening to this after that, then it's probably already out and you can find it in the show notes and go hang out. It might not be in these show notes. I don't know. We'll see. But um, I'm going to try to make sure that you know as soon as it is available. You all will be my first people to tell um, because you're my listeners, right? And I love telling you things. So if you're not already connected with me on Instagram, please hop over there and follow me. Um, connect with me. Send me a question or two. Um, subscribe, like, comment. All of that is really helpful for other people finding this podcast um, and getting information and help from it. So I wish you a lovely consent-filled time of lactation and birth and all of that. (laughs) Um, And I will see you again in the next episode.